Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode. I'm your host, Brad Betke, and I'm looking forward to some content that we have for you this week. Stay tuned, sit back, relax, turn it up for episode 36 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. Took my baby to the highest highs. All right, you guys, thank you so much for coming back for another episode, number 36 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. Before we jump into any of the current sports situations, I do want to give a quick honor to some legendary people that we lost this last week, starting with the legendary Bill Russell, unanimously known as one of the greatest champions the league has ever seen. But what doesn't get talked about enough is what he was able to do off the court. Things like being the first ever black head coach in NBA history or how impactful he was in getting involved with equal justice and equal rights for African Americans in the United States and in sports as well. Bill Russell was an iconic and idolized figure for a lot of your favorite NBA players. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and the list goes on. Bill Russell is one of the greatest and most widely known legendary basketball players of all time. He was a great human and had a lot to offer to the NBA and to the community of the NBA, as I'm sure anybody that watched games, you saw him there very often. He made his presence felt. He always gave advice where advice was due. And where it wasn't, he was a very outgoing and caring person for those around him. As I mentioned, one of the greatest NBA players is because he's one of the winningest NBA players. He has the record for most NBA championships, 11. He holds the second place for all-time rebounds, 21,260. He has a 21-0 record in game-deciding games. So like game five or seven of the NBA Finals, NCAA Championship, Olympic gold medal round. 21-0. He's never lost in one of those games. It sucks to lose a guy like this because you can visually see how much of an impact it had on the world, both sports and not. So rest peacefully, Bill. And I hope you and Kobe are up there having great conversations and enjoying each other's presence once again. Another legend that we lost, a name that you probably won't recognize unless you've been involved in sports for a time, is the broadcasting legend Vin Scully. He was the Dodgers broadcaster from 1950 until 2016. 66 years. Absolutely legendary but also worked national broadcasts for the MLB in general, the NFL, and the PGA Tour. A fun fact about Vince Scully, in 1953, at the age of 25, he became the youngest person to broadcast a World Series game, and the mark still stands today. He moved west with the Dodgers in 1958. He called three perfect games, Don Larson in 1956 World Series, Sandy Koufax in 1965, and Dennis Martinez in 1991, not to mention also calling 18 no-hitters. 
if you're from Michigan, you might widely know him for calling the 1984 World Series between the Detroit Tigers and the San Diego Padres. He was widely known as one of the best broadcasters to ever grab a microphone, both in the sports world and out. Some of the biggest names in sports broadcasting have acknowledged that he truly is one of the best, if not the best, names like Larry King, Joe Buck, Kevin Harlan, and the list goes on. Someone like me who idolizes the industry idolizes somebody like Vin Scully, somebody who got involved in it at the beginning and was naturally born to be a part of the community. So again, I hope you rest peacefully, legend. May your name live on. Moving on to the NFL. There have been some scandals involved. We'll start with one that you probably are likely more to more to know more likely to know about. The quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, was suspended six games due to the sexual assault allegations and so on and so forth. But just recently, the NFL actually appealed the six-game ban for the Browns, and his fate lies in the hands of NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. There were some conversations about the fact that Deshaun Watson may be charged more of a monetary fine than a suspension, but it could really go either way. So definitely keep your eyes out for that. I know I will. And that brings me to what exactly is Cleveland's QB situation. Their backups behind Deshaun Watson are Jacoby Brissett, Joshua Dobbs, and Josh Rosen. Jacoby Brissett, now, he has some experience as a starter in this league. He took over on the New England Patriots after both Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo were injured. He was a starter in Indianapolis for a time and didn't do horrible there. So he's known to have some experience when it comes to being a starting quarterback in the NFL, so that could potentially be the way it goes. Joshua Dobbs, formerly drafted from Tennessee by the Pittsburgh Steelers, did not really get a whole lot of play time, hasn't really found his footing in the league, but could be a decent backup option. And then Josh Rosen, we all know who he was, drafted out of UCLA to the Arizona Cardinals. A very high draft pick, a lot of high hopes, did not work out well, so I don't imagine seeing much of him on the field, to be completely honest. Although they signed him, he wasn't already on the team when this happened. They signed him, so maybe it's a depth thing, I'm not sure. But another scandal that catches my eye a bit more, because there's a lot more of a story behind it, is the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, has been fined $1.5 million dollars and suspended for the season. Now, for those that don't know, Brian Flores, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, had come out and tried to bring light on the Miami Dolphins organization due to their tampering with many different things, In turn, also including trying to pay the coach, Brian Flores, off in order to tank the team. The integrity of the game was destroyed here. A quote by Brian Flores. I am thankful that the NFL's investigator found my factual allegations against Stephen Ross are true. 
At the same time, I am disappointed to learn that the investigator minimized Mr. Ross's offers and pressure to tank games, especially when I wrote and submitted a letter at the time to Dolphins executives documenting my serious concerns regarding this subject at the time, which the investigator has in her possession. While the investigator found that Dolphins had engaged in impermissible tampering of unprecedented scope and severity, Mr. Ross will avoid any meaningful consequence. There is nothing more important when it comes to the game of football itself than the integrity of the game. When the integrity of the game is called into question, fans suffer, and most of all, football suffers. Now, as I had recently just mentioned, Brian Flores had initiated this entire lawsuit. He had went to Dolphins executives initially, as he mentioned in the quote, to try and address the problem in her organization. But clearly that got him nowhere, so he left the team and went to the NFL. And as you can see, something has been done. Not to mention they have also forfeited next year's 2024 first-round pick and also another pick in the 2025-round draft. There was also discussion that there were tampering involved in trying to acquire players like Tom Brady and even Coach Sean Payton. There's a lot of controversy surrounding the Miami Dolphins organization right now, and with the suspension and the fining and some more of the punishment, you would think that something will come out of it, but only time will tell. Moving on to... The NLB. The trade deadline was August 2nd. And I want to go over not all, please not all, there are way too many, but some of the most notable acquisitions, in my opinion, that were made by the deadline. Starting with the obvious one, the San Diego Padres acquired Juan Soto and Josh Bell from the Washington Nationals, not to mention Brandon Drury from the Cincinnati Reds, which may I also add, in his first at-bat as a San Diego Padre, hit a grand slam last night against the Colorado Rockies. So talk about what a way to enter the league, or sorry, enter your new team, I guess I should say. Boston had a really nice acquisition from San Diego in Eric Hosmer, first baseman, which is a huge acquisition there for the team. He's a definitely a name that if you know the baseball world that you know who he is, you know what he's capable of. The Philadelphia Phillies got a nice pickup of the pitcher Noah Syndergaard from the LA Angels. Syndergaard's been a starting pitcher in this league for a couple years now, next to Shohei Otani, and I think he will make an impact in Philly as they are teeter-tottering back and forth as a playoff team. The Minnesota Twins acquired Jorge Lopez from the Baltimore Orioles, Tyler Male from the Cincinnati Reds, and Michael Fulmer from Detroit. The New York Yankees were busy, acquiring Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino from the Oakland Athletics. Andrew Benendetti from the Kansas City Royals, and Harrison Bader from the St. Louis Cardinals. And lastly, the Atlanta Braves acquired Ryazel Iglesias from the LA Angels. 
Now, I pointed out these players just because I feel like they're going to have the most noise to make on their new team. Or you look at, for example, the San Diego Padres adding the players that they added. It's going to push them into a serious contender position because of how insane their offensive lineup is. And as soon as players like Fernando Tatis return, their defense will soon match. Not to mention teams like Philly, who need pitching help going out and getting Noah Syndergaard. The Yankees, who could use some pitching help, who got Montas and Trevino, so on and so forth. I think that all of these acquisitions are definitely going to make a lot of noise, and there's probably more that I didn't list that will make noise as well. That's usually how it works. Sometimes teams just don't work in terms of their fit with a certain player, and putting them on another team has the biggest impact in the world. So you definitely want to keep your eyes open for what could happen there with the MLB trade deadline. It's hard to tell what teams are really going to make the big jump. The Yankees did lose a couple notable players, but like I mentioned, they acquired some great names as well. And it's going to be interesting to see how that translates to their winning season. They were the first team to reach 70 wins on the season, which is obviously a very big deal. So... We will see what effect that has on them. Does it make them better? Does it make them worse? I think the Minnesota Twins got a little bit better for sure, especially with players like Lopez and Male. And then the Braves are obviously are a very balanced team. And then they go and get Iglesias from the Angels, who could fill a void for the team for all we know. It's really hard to tell. They clearly saw something in him. I think for San Diego, losing the first baseman, Eric Hosmer, has a big impact, but replacing him with Josh Bell. Josh Bell isn't as good offensively as he is defensively. He's a really good first baseman. He's consistent, and hopefully that has enough of an impact to keep the team stable because the Padres have been a little back and forth this year, and obviously losing Tatis hurt them, so they had to make up for it and go get a couple more big hitters like Mr. Grand Slam winner himself, Juan Soto. All right, you guys, you know what time it is. It's time to start this week's fast break. Starting things off, pro golfer Tony Finau won back-to-back tournaments this last week. First with the 3M Open with a score of 17 under and the Rocket Mortgage Classic with a score of 26 under. Congratulations to him. Another interesting story in golf. World one round named Tiger Woods turned down a $700 million to $800 million contract to join the LIV club, the Saudi-backed golf group. He had actually come out and said a quote about he disagrees with it and he thinks that what other players who have joined the club have done is turn their back on what has allowed them to get to this position referring to the PGA college football is only three weeks away and next week we will be going over my projected top 10 college football teams for the upcoming season the nfl season has officially begun the preseason kicked off yesterday evening with the jacksonville jaguars facing off against the las vegas raiders in the hall of fame game the first game of preseason final score 27 to 11 raiders win Another big story in the NFL, in an interview, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers said that psychedelics led him to his best seasons ever. 
He also mentioned that it improved his mental health, which caused him to love himself, which obviously would translate in terms of playing better. I want to hear your thoughts about this. I think this is very, very interesting. Well, that about wraps it up for the fast break, you guys. And of course, this week's episode number 36. It's a bit of a shorter episode. We're almost to the point where every episode is going to be 30, 40 minute long. It's just hard to talk about some certain things. I don't know a whole lot about the MLB. I don't know a whole lot that's going on there. I don't know a lot about what situations teams are in. And I do apologize. My knowledge is lacking a bit there. And I am trying to get better. I really am. Um, But other than that, obviously, you got the NFL season begun and then college football coming in really hot. I'm telling you right now, episodes are going to get more and more exciting as they come. I'm really looking forward to the future weeks as they go. And other than that, you guys, I have a big announcement coming on next week's episode. I'm really excited to tell you guys. I think it's going to have a really big impact on the success of the podcast and so on and so forth. I'm really looking forward to it. So stay tuned for next week's episode number 37 for some great content and also the big news. I'm your host, Brad Betke, and this is me signing off for episode 36. I will see you next week. Peace out. Took my baby to the highest highs. Took my shawty, it's gonna be a lonely ride. Make sure you
falling.